Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October Fifth, if you emanate peaceful thoughts, they'll surround you with a protective aura and create a barrier against all negativity. Any agitation around you then will no longer be able to touch you. That's a marvelous promise, and it's actually, it's not just a, oh, this is a good idea, or doesn't that sound pretty, or let's affirm this. There's actual really solid metaphysical grounds Uh, metaphysical, meaning there's real science, spiritual science behind how that works. He says, emanate peaceful thoughts. Now you have to start with that first idea. It's not enough. Peace is not passivity. Peace is not wishful thinking. Uh, Peace is not low energy. Peace is an actual, um, and that's why he uses the word emanate. It's, It's a decision that we make to hold ourselves in in the center. We're not judging, we're not fearing, we're not attacking, we're we're not uh, cowardly, that was the word I wanted to use. Sometimes people are peaceful, not because they're genuinely peaceful, but because they're so afraid of getting involved in conflict that that they, they, they they erase themselves so that there won't be anything in them that can cause a conflict. But that's not peace, that's fear. How it manifests is not um, what it may look like to the outsider is not the actual vibration that you're putting out. And a vibration of fear, of self-abnegation, of anxiety that other people will disagree with me or somebody will start shouting at me, whatever that might be, any of those anxieties, that's what you're vibrating. You're vibrating that. And because this is metaphysics and not just a matter of opinion or a matter of somebody persuading somebody, we're actually working with objective forces that are interplaying. They're objective, they're just subtle, that's all. So emanating peaceful thoughts is exceedingly dynamic. It's I am who I am and I'm radiating that force. And then he uses the word aura. It will, it will surround you with a protective aura, is what he talks about. Now, nowadays, the whole idea of an aura is a, a very, uh, relatively speaking, well-understood idea. That we are, there's this scientific, not metaphysics, but physics and science itself, has, has made this at least theoretical determination that everything that appears to be matter is actually energy in different states of vibration. And we ourselves, the human being, we are energy in a state of vibration. This relates to the chakras, the vrittis of karma in the chakras, things that have been a theme all through these, um, this whole book that we've been going through, because that's the basis on which Swami writes it. He's not writing it randomly. He's writing it based on sanat and dharma, these, these teachings, which are also metaphysics and physics are coming together in this worldview. And this worldview is that we are a field of energy. 
And that energy is determined by our thoughts and our actions and our feelings. And that energy field is maintained by our uh, identification with those events and our egoic commitment to those events. Events. I have taken my individuality and I've committed it to this particular sphere of activity. Everything I do registers as a vibration of consciousness in the chakras. This is a summary of things you can find out more deeply through me or other self-realization teachers. Um, and it creates an aura. And people who have psychic ability see that aura as a field of different colored lights. They even have these uh, machines that are capable of taking a photograph of your light aura. Um, Ananda has several of those machines in several of our locations, and they are totally fun, is the only thing I can say about it. Um, when we were purchasing some of those, I went to the lab where the man who invented the particular aura, aura machines that we use, um, and I sat in front of his camera with the electrodes on my hands. Don't ask me how it works. I could never understand it. Running through the software computer, and I meditated, and the color of my aura went toward white. People who were close to me came in to my auric field, and I watched our auras change colors together. You know, I, I looked at other people's auras and my own alone. Abs absolutely fascinating, absolutely fascinating, and verifiably seeming to my eye right there. And the explanations for it just matched completely, you know, what, what I know to be true about myself and others. And in any case, so the aura is an established fact, but the aura is not a fixed thing. It's not like an, it's not inert. It's not like, you know, this is, this is this dress. And, you know, this dress can fade in the sun, maybe, or get cut up by scissors, or, or lost, you know, to the, the same people that eat the socks in the dryer. It could be lost to all of those things. But its material form is more or less fixed. The aura, by contrast, is an ever-changing field of energy that may have um, some consistent factors over a long period of time. But even just, I mean, with the Aura camera, because now it's not just a still camera, but it'll make a little film that you can post on YouTube. I mean, so fun. It's, it's, not, it's instructive and it's serious and it's fun. You can do things like bring crystals in. Somebody can put their hands on you and try to heal you in some way or another. The person you love can come and kiss you. And all of this will shift your aura because it's an energy field responsive in the moment. Now, this being a universe that is energy, and we, we, a physical universe is moved by physical force. This particular chair that I sit in is really heavy. I have these Teflon sliders on it, so it makes it easier to move. But every time I have to move this chair, the Teflon sliders fall off, and you know, and I'm just... I used to be very strong, but now I'm just not strong as I used to be. And I have to drag this heavy chair, and it's so tiresome, and I look really pathetic. And then some younger, stronger person in the house will come over and rescue me from this arduous effort. You know, this is how the physical world works. It's just, I mean, I just had to realize basically in the last few days that I just can't lift and carry anything heavy anymore. The body has changed. It won't do it anymore. I used to be able to lift 100 pounds. <laughs> which was close to my own weight when I was running the kitchen, 
when those hundred pound boxes of grain would come in, I would just move them. Not very far, but I could move them. Anyway, energy aura is completely different. It's completely mutable. And it's absolutely determined by our thoughts. So now what I was going to say is because it's an energy universe, it's not a question of pushing heavy things backward and forward. It's determined by magnetism. It's determined by the matching, the melding of vibrations or the contradiction of vibrations. And the the vibrations that are similar attract. That's how we attract prosperity, poverty, friends, enemies, good luck, bad luck. It's because we're vibrating in a certain way, sends out a signal into this universe, and the magnetism that is in relationship to you comes into you. You know, why does a young woman and of my, a good friend of mine, why does she travel all the way to Greece to be on the roof of a certain um, a pension on New Year's Eve when the man of her dreams also having traveled from across the world comes and bingo, like that, they're together. How does that happen? And it did happen. That's not a novel. That happened. You know, this is the way the energy works. So when we deliberately, with our thoughts, make a decision about who I am, and again, I must emphasize, this is energy. So you make a decision that says, I'm peaceful, I'm calm, I'm the friend of all. You know, how much energy is there in that? What kind of a signal is that? You put that signal up. There was a radio station, and it may still exist. In, in uh, I think it's actually become a substantial radio station, but decades ago when we first encountered it, it had the unfortunate call letters of KPOO, KPU. <laughs> I think somehow or another Swamiji was booked to give a... a a program on KPU radio, and we went down to some little hut somewhere. I actually think it's become something now, KPU radio, which had, uh, you know, which reached, I think, six blocks <laughs> from its from its transmitting station. Maybe I'm uh, giving it no less credit than it deserves, but it was something like that. You know, and there was no internet then. You couldn't save things forever. You couldn't archive. You just broadcast. And maybe you made a cassette, but you broadcast six blocks and that was the end of it. I am peaceful, I am calm, and I am the friend of all. It goes, you know, maybe it goes as far as a foot. When you meet people, you can feel. People who have power, I mean, you feel them come into the room, you feel their aura. And if they're positive, it's a it's marvelous experience. That was what happened to me the first time I met Swami Kriyananda. It was in a lecture hall, a modest-sized lecture hall. It was a tent, actually, but a modest-sized room. He came in. I was as far away from where he entered as I could possibly be in that room. The people I was with wanted to be far away from him. It was, I'm not with any of those people anymore, I should add, but they wanted to be as far away as possible. He walked into the room. His aura, his aura immediately filled that room, went right through me and passed me and had no boundaries. That was, the, my, was my first impression of Swami Kriyananda, my last impression and my continuous impression. His aura had no boundaries. The implications of that completely magnetized me to him and I never changed my mind. Because his energy, he was not 
I am peaceful, I am calm. He was, and I can't even use words to describe it, but every part of him was committed to expansive consciousness. So when you emanate peaceful thoughts, you're actually sending out a powerful force field or a force field as powerful as your capacity to think those thoughts, to be committed to those thoughts, to be one-pointed and focused in those thoughts. And you know, what are peaceful thoughts? Peaceful thoughts are we are all children of God, we are in this together, we are walking forward hand in hand to our divine destiny in bliss. Everything that I see, everyone that I meet, no matter what it may appear to be, no matter if people are at war with each other, no matter if people are screaming at me, inside myself I know we are all children of God. I live in a, a, a temple of inner peace and nothing and no one can move me away from it because that is my true reality. Then from that, it may be necessary to participate in this world. It may be even necessary, as the Bhagavad Gita is about Arjuna's necessity to literally go to war, literally kill people who were his cousins, the very men that he was raised with as a boy and trained as a warrior together. Now he must do war with them. But nonetheless, in his heart he emanates nothing but a peaceful acceptance of what God has given me. This is the power of ahimsa. This is the power that Mahatma Gandhi used to, to liberate an entire country by nonviolent means. This is the power that uh, Martin Luther King used to transform American society. You know, this is a force that uh, is far greater than mere weapons. Mere weapons are just things that you're throwing around. And even if someone can take your life with one of those weapons, they can't take your soul, they can't take your spirit, and they cannot take away the power that you have planted in the ether by the thoughts that you have emanated. Believe deeply in this. You know, these are uncertain and agitating times. Do not put your faith in that which will turn to dust in the morning. Put your faith in the divine presence within you and commit yourself, not merely to having that as an idea, but make that a practice and from practice into experience. So Swamiji says, if you emanate peaceful thoughts, you'll surround, you, they'll surround you with a protective aura and create a barrier against all negativity. Any agitation around you then will no longer be able to touch you. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.